Keeping me honest. Yep. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay, then what am I here for? <laughs> Punching bag. Okay, that works. I'm okay <laughs> with that. Uh, you're robust enough for it. What can I say? I'm young and durable. That's what I joke with my coworkers about. Whenever they joke about like dying or something, I'm like, yo, I'm never going to die. I'm young and durable. <laughs> That's right. I'm never going to die. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're never going to die until you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Until you, until you reach the age of 40 and then you have to face your own mortality every morning. Oh, that sounds weird. <laughs> but for, don't worry about that now, Grant. <laughs> Maybe I'll just... Maybe I'll just age until I'm 39, and then I'll be 39 forever. Maybe. I'll just keep celebrating my 39th birthday every year. I mean, maybe science will advance that far in 15 years. It's not impossible, technically. Nah. But we've already talked about immortality on this show before, Grant. (laughs) I know. It's a common theme, because I am going to be immortal. It's just how it works. Well. At least that's how being young feels. Literally only time will tell. Oh, that's a scary thought. Okay, we this have a, getting too real. We have quarter life crises to deal with before we worry about midlife crises. Grant, I don't know. Maybe mine will come together. What? My quarter and midlife crises. I think you have been like actively going through a quarter life crisis. Meh. No, I'm. I'm the master of my domain, Mark. Like. I ain't in no crisis right now. That's what I tell myself every night before I cry myself to sleep, at least. There Um. it is. (laughs) 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 (sighs) All right. Well, yeah, I have nothing. Let's get going. Okay. I go first. That's fun. Okay. I hope that these comics last long enough then. Okay. So this week, Mark's comic comic is is Sheldon by Dave Kellett. Um, and there is a man with glasses, a older looking gentleman sitting at a computer, and he says, "Hmm, Amazon sure has a lot of different styles of running shorts. Boy, lot of variety." Lot of variety. Yes, sir. And so many colors to choose from. And then a duck or something pops into the scene and screams, Just go to the gym! I really hope you didn't lean into your mic on that one. I tried to lean out, but I think it's still clipped. I'm sorry. Oh, it definitely clipped. Like, there's no question about that. <laughs> Should I just re-record the the final frame? No, because that's more annoying for me. I'd okay. rather just cut the gain on the your screaming. I do it enough okay. anyway. Okay. Uh, okay, so I guess, I mean, there are a few things. I don't want to... This was not specifically to talk about things like going to the gym or whatever. It's more just more generally about uh your experience delaying doing something because you're worried about getting 
the right things for it. Shoot. Oh, shoot. Wow. You took that in a more real direction. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be super personal, but I know for me, I spend... I spend a lot of time trying to find, like, text editors that I like and less time writing than I would like. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Mark. Things like that. And that that's personal to me. <laughs> Hashtag nerd mode 5000. I do that with a lot of things. I'm, I, <laughs> But that's the thing. Like, so I, I just want to know what your experience is, you know, whether it's in my original phrasing or this new phrasing of, you know, how much time do you spend looking for the right tools to do something compared to just doing it? Um, do you think you have a healthy balance? I do. Maybe. <laughs> At times, question mark. I'm I'm really racking my brain through this. I'm thinking through a lot of like experiences that I've had in my life and different like hobbies that I've taken up and stuff and how much it, how much time I spent gathering the tools for said hobby instead of actually doing it. Um and I'm struggling with it a little bit. So I'm just going to talk through my thinking. Mm-hmm. Like one of the first things that I'm thinking of in my mind is my like building of a 3D printer that I did a couple years ago where I just kind of built a 3D printer from parts that I purchased on the internet. Um, and for that, it's like I did a lot of research to acquire not not the like physical tools but the knowledge – and I spent probably a solid number of months doing that and maybe one month more than I really needed doing that kind of in my free time. But then after that, I just like bought all the crap and did it and definitely didn't have all the knowledge that I needed to accomplish my task. And so like some of it came along the way of like once I had gotten all the parts and he's like okay now i actually have to figure this out because i have the crap like in my house right now and it's going together this week because i decided that's my deadline um but i'm trying to think through other tasks or other like projects that i've put off because i'm acquiring the tools for them or even i mean also the other direction is totally valid in terms of things that you rushed into that you really shouldn't have in hindsight. Um, well, this isn't something that I rushed into that I shouldn't have. I'm very glad I rushed into it, but I recently, upon moving to a new area, I recently, um, joined a rock climbing gym. So it was kind of one of the first, one of the first adventures that I had here on my own was it was a weekend and I was kind of bored and like what on earth am I going to do in this new place and I found I was like I'm gonna go rock climbing today and so I found a rock climbing gym I went there and rented equipment and paid for like a day pass or whatever and went and rock climbed and I had a really great time and then I was just kind of like you know what I'm gonna get a membership and so I like later that week I purchased a membership to this rock climbing gym and then I went out and bought like a rock climbing harness harness and rock climbing shoes and like it was definitely a bit of an impulsive decision that I really rushed into without really thinking about it that much but it's turned out for the better 
because I've really enjoyed doing it. And it's been a great thing for me to do to kind of keep active mm-hmm. on a weekly basis, a couple days a week and stuff. So I'm trying to think of other things. I don't normally rush into things. I'll often, instead of acquiring physical like tools or something in terms of rushing into something i'll rush into it in terms of like acquiring a lot of knowledge about it before i actually have like any skills or tools to utilize that knowledge if that makes sense like it makes sense but that's certainly not rushing into something I know. That sounds like due I, diligence. The second I, the <laughs> second I said it, I was like, oh, that's not answering Mark's question, right?" Well, but I'm I, keep it talking. still it still is just in a just in a neutral way, in a yeah kind of neither way, and that's fine. And I think that's maybe part of just the place that I'm at in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't had the disposable income to rush into something in terms of buying all the tools I need. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm still very much in that mindset for the most part in terms of like being maybe more thrifty than I need to be in terms of quote unquote rushing into something. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not really rushing into it at all. I don't know. Cause one thing that I've always wanted to do that I'm currently really wanting to do, but I haven't really gotten around to it is I want to do some woodworking because I love building things and making things with my own two hands and it's just a very gratifying process for me. Mm-hmm. But as a young person living in an apartment, that's a challenge. Um, in terms of like woodworking is something that often people think of as requiring a lot of tools and stuff, especially like loud power tools that don't really work in an apartment And so I was looking into starting woodworking with hand tools and looking into how one does that and if it's really something that's feasible for me at this place in my life and if I have the time and I care enough about it to actually go about it. And so, like, I've slowly started to work towards accumulating some of the necessary tools. But, like, I've been so, like, cheap and chinzy with the types of like with the hand tools that I've even purchased to allow me to start this hobby of mine Mm -hmm. that like now that I'm thinking about it, at least in this example, I'm maybe doing, I'm being like cheaper or more chintzy than I should be. And it's like impeding me getting going or it's maybe more of my excuse for why I haven't gotten going with this hobby. Yeah, well, the uh, I was just reading a, it's probably a Reddit thread. It was a quote from Adam Savage that I knew that I knew that I'd heard before. I don't remember quite when, but his his saying is, when it comes to buying tools, buy cheap. If it breaks, then you're using it enough, and you should go buy a nicer one. If it doesn't break, that, then you're fine. I've heard that quote before, and it's a quote that I follow in my own personal life Mm -hmm. so i think that's totally fine you know but i'm going like the cheap route of like i don't know one of the things that i did is i wanted a hand plane 
And so rather than buying a cheap hand plane, I decided to buy an old crappy hand plane and restore it myself. Because mm. that's just as cheap as buying a cheap hand plane. And after you restore it properly, it's way better. Ideally. Ideally, assuming you do it correctly, which mm-hmm. I had no knowledge of how to do it correctly. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm ping ponging back and forth in my mind between I jump into things too early and I spend too much time thinking about things without jumping into them early enough. Oh, and I think I mean, I'm the same way. I don't think I fall exactly on one side or the other. It depends on what you're asking me about. You know, mm-hmm. like, A, there are certain uh, hobbies that are more conducive to sitting back, such as financially involved ones. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And B, you know, you need to, uh, you know, there, there are some times where it's easier to sort of invest your time. There's less, uh, less blocking you from starting. Yeah, you know, like that's a lower activation energy, one might say. Very, and I mean that was the thing with me and getting into operating systems is that when you get into Linux, you realize, oh, this is free, and all it takes is time. All you have to do is sit around and wait for something to download onto a flash drive, and then you wait for it to install, and then you just play around. But you're not gonna like, like once you understand that that you can just replace operating systems, you don't worry if you break it because you can just replace it or re-download it or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like because there's so little direct uh, consequences, really. Mm-hmm. If you're just kind of screwing around, like it, it's very freeing, and that's what that's what really got me into it. When I I knew nothing, I just kind of decided, oh, I've used this in college, and I'm just going to go for it. And you know, I haven't really looked back since. But there are other things, such as, in addition to software, I very much enjoy technology and hardware, uh, but. That's much more financially involved and yes. not something I've done a whole heck of a lot with. Uh, other than, you know, I, I read and I watch videos and stuff, but, you know, the what you need to be able to do to get kind of more hands-on is uh, a bit outside of what I can do right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think it definitely depends, but I think that that's okay. Mm-hmm. So what about, like, investing your time do you like what's your what's your mo when it comes to like you have some new thing that you want to try how are you setting up your time to deal with that i'm not sure if i totally understand your question but how i understand your question at the moment my answer is i just do it because i have a tiny bit of an obsessive personality like that and if there's something that i'm interested in and i want to do it i just do it mm-hmm and consequences be darned <laughs> it's what happens sure well what's the like um i guess more along the lines of what i'm asking is like how long do you get into something before you determine you know it's uh you know, whether you're going to stick with it or not Right, because whenever you want to start something, you know that I need to put in some initial amount of time before I can even gauge if this is something cool. You know, thirty minutes is insufficient for most things to determine if it's okay or not for you. Yeah, and I would say, at least for me, that's 
it's very activity or item dependent. Mm-hmm. And personally, I think it really depends on how quickly that thing, whatever it is, stops feeling kind of new and novel. Once it starts feeling like it's an old repetitive something, that's when I have to decide to myself, is this something that I'm actually interested in and want to keep doing? Or was I just interested in it because it was something that was new and novel and exciting to me and it's something that will probably fall by the wayside so I should just kind of leave it on the side of the road here and keep trucking with my life? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's answers the question that you were trying to ask but no i think it does how about you how long does it take you really do you feel how Mm. much investment do you put into something before you decide if you want to keep with it or not i mean again obviously the answer depends i i think that i tend to be a especially now when i have almost well not almost pretty much every evening free to some extent like especially because of my time zone by the time we're done, it'll be like maybe eight here and I'll have a couple more hours to do whatever I want, <laughs> you know, uh, because of that, I tend to do like, if there's something that I feel like I want to do, then I'll hit it pretty hard for at least an evening. So a f- good few hours, but again, it just, it depends on what it is. If I were saying like, I'm going to go learn a new instrument, a few hours, one evening would be quite insufficient to determine if I like this instrument or not. Uh, yeah or you know things like that but you know like so what i was telling you before i started i'm I'm trying to do this hackintosh thing on my desktop and mm-hmm. like it's fun to do and i'll spend this evening on it and if i can get it to work that's great i'm not sure how invested i'll be after this evening mm-hmm. <laughs> uh if i'll get back into it or not another thing was when i set up the google app scripts for our show notes and show notes for ohack uh that was like i guess a half day i just decided i'm gonna try and play around with this and then i determined okay here's one exactly one use case that i can even think of to try and make this thing work and i got it working enough and then i played around with it more and determined there's way too much in the way of trying to make this work like there's there's too much uh opportunity cost to making this a little bit better so i'm gonna be done now yeah, and I haven't touched the code since <laughs> in either of them because they yeah. work fine now. Uh, so I I think that's it. Like my time frame now is like either an evening or a good chunk of a weekend, depending on when it hits me, and I'll mm-hmm. kind of go at it. That that tends to be my my average at least. Mm-hmm. Shall well, we? We shall. Shall indeed. All right. We got a Frank and Ernest comic by Thaves. Uh, We have Frank and Ernest standing in front of, I guess, a board. I feel like the set doesn't really matter with this comic in my memory. It says, tonight's topic, the value of punctuality. And... One of them is saying to the other, I always used to be on time, but there was never anyone around to appreciate it. (laughs) Real quick, I need to ask you a question. 
Mm-hmm. Have you... I, I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. Have you seen Thank God for Jokes by Mike Birbiglia? No. You should watch it. It's on Netflix, and the first, like, six to eight minutes of the opening is talking about late people. Oh, gosh. Uh, and it was really funny because three people who were sitting in, like, the third row showed up late. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, so, one, so one of the quotes was, what late people don't understand about us on time people is that we hate you. <laughs> uh, okay, what, what was your question, though? I can definitely talk about punctuality. Grant. So, okay, I feel like I'm gonna get just like destroyed <laughs> no, here. I, I, no, you, but, you ask your question. You ask your question. Don't worry. Well, okay, I'm gonna first give the background on why I chose this comic. So this evening, as often when me and Mark we're giving a bit of a behind the scenes look here, often when we record a podcast, it goes something like this: where uh, Mark will ask me what day works best for me. I'll reply with a day, and then he'll say, okay, when on that day do you want to do it? And so I'll give him a time, and then the week or day or whatever goes on, and that time slowly approaches, and then maybe like an hour or so out from that time, I'll text him and be like, actually, can we do like this time? And it's often a time that's like 30 or 45 minutes later than the original time we decided on. And he kind of annoyingly agrees like okay i guess we can do that whatever i don't think i ever said it that way like you've never actually said it that way but i always feel like that's your meaning and i know you don't actually mean it but it's maybe slightly sarcastic um (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) and then very often the time that i've now revised us to will roll along and like then i'll call him like five or ten minutes late on skype would you say that's an accurate assessment of how this works between us, Mark? Yep. Spot on. And so I feel like in in this dynamic between us, I'm often horribly not punctual. And it's something that kind of bothers me a lot. And so I just really wanted to have a conversation with you about punctuality. And the thing that I was particularly interested in was how both we view punctuality as well as like people in our like age cohort view punctuality. And if you Mm. think that differs from how people say in our parents age cohort cohort, how they view punctuality. Mm. That was a lot of stuff for you to now run with. I mean, I can talk about myself. I'll be interested to hear you lead the discussion on broader views, because right now I feel like I don't have a strong sense of what I think about our generation and our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. But if you have specific leading questions for me specifically, I can do that. Well, so, okay, let's just start with what do you think about punctuality? That's such a... Dude, this is so broad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it was what you done purposefully. Yeah, but that's not good for me because I'll talk at length. <laughs> okay, Mark. What does it bother you when people are not punctual? Yes, typically. 
I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not someone who Dang gets all heart. in a tussle. Like I, like I don't get you know all actually upset at people. But I think we've talked about that. I'm not a person who gets legitimately upset in a visceral way like a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. But you know, I acknowledge that it's both inconvenient and. Uh, like it sort of depends on the situation i give you a lot of leeway because like i think i believe that if i told you like if you said you know it's going to be 8 15 and i say okay it has to be at 8 15 for reasons x y and z i trust that you would be able to make that work mm-hmm. but when i tell you like i i you know start i'd start off every week with like i'm doing nothing let me know what time <laughs> works then like yeah. then then it's fine because it it doesn't matter it did not if anything it helped a little bit because i was in the middle of dealing with a, a os stuff when mm-hmm. the original time would have been you know uh yeah. and so w- with you and i specifically that's why it's never a big deal in, in general if it's we made this plan and this person is late then yes that's disrespectful and annoying mm-hmm because when it comes down to it, it just means that, like, yes, you know, things can happen. There are good reasons to be a little late. But if someone is obviously consistently late, all they're telling you is that I care about my time more than I care about yours. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're, they're, I value myself in this certain way more than I value, like, you and I combined in this regard. And that's mm-hmm. what's uh, very disrespectful and annoying about it. I, for the most part, I agree with kind of your position on it because like in, in this thing that we have going here with making this podcast, I know that I'm very poorly punctual, but I feel like in most other parts of my life, I'm very punctual. For example, I've been late to work once in the entire time that I've been working and that includes like even being late by like 30 seconds. Like I'm normally like 15 minutes early to work, which is a problem that I'm trying to work on and wasting less of my time being way early for work. Mm -hmm. Um, But in general, I feel like I'm a fairly punctual person and I appreciate when others around me are punctual, but I'm going to kind of segue us into my question about the broader scope of the views of punctuality of say our generation versus maybe our parents' generation. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I was thinking about is with the advent of technology and cell phones and the fact that communication has changed so much in the past 50 to a hundred years. Do you think that, the ability to, say, text someone and say, hey, just FYI, I'm going to be like 15 minutes late, has changed the importance of being punctual. Does that affect things at all? I'll try to ask you a more specific question. No, no, that, you're fine. You're fine as you are. That's where I was figured that you were going. Uh, yeah. I think that, yes, on a on a broad level... There are definitely a lot of people who have grown up and subconsciously think that because of the way that communication is dealt with, they have a lot more leniency in that way compared to when it was, even when we were little kids, 
and the way that you got together was a home phone call. Yeah. And then you'd had to show up. Like the 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 kind of back and forth is that when you uh, when you had you know you planned something some amount of time in advance and had no good way to contact leading up to the event. Mhm. Uh, it both allowed for a bit more leniency either way in terms of, you know, oh, you'll stick around for a few minutes because, you you know, something might have happened, but you don't mm-hmm. actually know yet. Uh, but also, the I think the imperative would be to try and get there a little sooner precisely because you can't contact them. Versus now, I think it, both extremes are, have kind of, or it's become a slightly more extreme, which is that, people are probably less likely to deal with people who are late because they could have easily texted them if they especially if they didn't and you just kind of don't get an answer about something like that's mm-hmm. super frustrating because it's like you could have just said something like me being informed is better than me waiting around you know yeah uh, but also yeah being able being able to text someone and say oh i'm going to be a little late it's like okay but like you also have phones that tell you how long it takes you to get a, get to places. Like yeah, we have technology to make it easier both ways, and that's the hard part. Is I think we kind of go to extremes both ways because of technology. Mm-hmm. So, like if somebody is say you're meeting someone for dinner and they are 15 minutes late, does it lessen the blow for you if they text you and say? Hey, just FYI, I'm going to be 15 minutes late, like 30 minutes before you guys are supposed to meet. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Like I cuz it's then you can sort of just mentally plan for that. And either like if you know that you're going to be there on time, then it's like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm just, you know, you you can just tell the you can kind of cover for them if nothing else, but like, "Oh yeah, I'm here a little early, like they'll be they'll be here soon." You know, I'll just wait for them or like, yeah, I know that like, I know that they'll be here in 15 minutes. So you can go ahead and seat me and tell them that I'll be here. You know, like either of those are fine results to that. Uh, And so, yeah, I think that, you know, knowing and giving a heads up is always better than not and and showing up significantly late. 15 minutes, especially something like dinner, I think can be considered significantly late. Oh, yeah. You know, so... Another thing that I'm just thinking about at the moment, I hadn't planned on talking about this or anything, but with the, say, texting someone and warning them that you're going to be late, I feel like the default is to underestimate how late you're going to be. And is that something that at all frustrates you? Like, for example, I um, I was meeting someone for dinner a couple weeks ago, and they texted me, like, say... I think it was like 30 minutes before we were supposed to meet and said, oh, like the train I'm going to be taking is running late, da 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 I'll be like five to 10 minutes late. But they ended up being like 20 minutes late. And so like there was, there was a part of me that as five minutes passed and 10 minutes passed and 15 minutes passed, I knew, okay, they're late because of this and I still believe that they're coming because I know that they warned me they were going to be late. But there was another part of me that was just kind of like, okay, were you really going to be five or 10 minutes late or the whole time were you going to be really 20 minutes late? Mm-hmm. And just, are you, are you serious right now? Like, just tell me how late you're going to be so I can plan accordingly. 
Yeah, I think that there are there are two parts of that. I try and be somewhat empathetic to that because I know how bad I am often at estimating time. Mm-hmm. Like in my head, like for for an easy example, when I think about driving to work, I think about the freeway as the longest part of that journey. It's about ten minutes on the freeway, and driving mm-hmm. to the freeway along kind of the main suburban road is not being a big deal because that's kind of what i'm used to from minnesota is how like my brain was always kind of wired that way if i'm driving on a local road everything is like 30 seconds away you know like yeah and it all adds up in like 15 second increments you know the math is so wrong and i think about how long it takes me to get to work and in my head it's like oh it'll be like 10 to 15 minutes when like in reality just no matter what it's going to be about 20 because i Mm -hmm. always underestimate how long it takes to just get to the freeway in the first place yeah and and my brain is just kind of forces me that way like no matter what even though i know like i can ver- ver- verbalize this to you right now yep. in another day i won't be thinking in the same way <laughs> uh so i try and be somewhat empathetic to that sort of situation uh i also think that it's you know depending on who the person is and how frequently it happens and the nature of the excuse you can get a gauge on whether they are bad at estimating time which almost everybody is or if they were somehow thinking that they were lessening the blow on themselves or you you know like maybe Mm -hmm. texting you but giving you a better thing would keep you in a better mood and then like until those last 10 minutes as opposed to saying that they are 20 minutes late and 20 minutes of you being in a bad mood like who knows like who knows who knows what the subconscious reasoning is there uh but i don't know i i guess that doesn't that doesn't bother me too much i don't think uh mm-hmm. unless it's you know extravagantly wrong yeah you know being told five to ten and then it ends up being 20 like especially if it's like something like a train you know who knows uh, yeah i've had terrible experiences dealing with buses and trains throughout college Oh, yeah. Uh, but if it's like, you know, they say like 15 to 20 and it's like 45, I've dealt with that before. Now, that's frustrating because mm-hmm. if you're doing anything of substance, 45 minutes is, you know, a, a noticeable dent in that time. Whether it's you're waiting for something to start and or you only have a fixed amount of time together, like that's frustrating. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's all sort of a little... It's all sort of on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that doesn't bother me quite as much. I feel like we're kind of wrapping up now. I don't know. Well, so let me ask you this. Okay. Where does your sense of punctuality come from? Like, where? why do you think that you have a care for being on time? Um... I would say it definitely comes from a fear of being shamed for not being on time. But, like, where does that, like, from what, though? Just like you just decided at some point in your life that people are going to shame you for being late and you just don't want to deal with that? Or did it happen at some point or you were told that it would happen? So I think it's a mix of being annoyed when others are, like, unreasonably late. Because I've had a couple experiences in my life where, say, someone told me, yeah, I'm going to pick you up at like 10 o'clock and then like noon is rolling around and they haven't picked me up yet um, or something. Mm-hmm. And so it's a combination between that 
And there's a couple memories of, I think we both maybe experienced this somewhat growing up playing music throughout high school and stuff and being in ensembles where I feel like in the music world, punctuality is very strongly expected of you. Mm -hmm. And I have one vivid memory of being in an ensemble where we rehearsed on a, on like Saturday kind of late morning. And there was one morning where it was really snowy and stuff and the roads were horrible. And there were a couple people on the, in the ensemble who showed up like 15 minutes late. They showed up like after we'd all started all tuned and after we'd all started rehearsing and the director just made them sit there. The director did not even let them take out their instruments. He made them like sit in the front of the ensemble and just listen to the rehearsal mm-hmm. and like kind of publicly shame them for being late, which was kind of not a super cool move because none of us were of the age where we could drive. So it's not like it was their fault completely, yeah. but like, Experiences like that also kind of informed my opinions or my sense of the importance of punctuality, I would guess. I would say. Okay. How about you? I mean, definitely band. You know, Mm -hmm. like how many times I heard, if you're not early, you're late. Oh, God, yes. I think that was doubled down for me being in percussion. There's so much more to do. There's so much more to move around. You have to be there early. You have to stay late because you have to deal with all the, you know, logistics of being a percussionist. Yeah. And I, and, you know, whatever it was, my personality or whatever, I took that very seriously and wanted it because I knew how much more stressful it is if things just aren't all put together on time, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so that was definitely part of it is band and also playing baseball. Like I love... You know, I loved being early to games and practices. I loved taking my time to warm up and do all this sort of stuff. And so I'm always, you know, I was always one of the first people uh, to any given thing if I could help it. Because I just liked having the time and the space to do all that sort of stuff. Uh, And also I'm sure that, you know, some small part of it for me was almost like virtue signaling. Like, you know... uh, especially when I was younger, I'm sure that I got a a big kick, a big ego boost out of showing how much I cared by just being there. Mm -hmm. And, and I also know that that, you know, (laughs) at least sophomore year of high school, that got me and one of my friends, uh, spots on the sophomore baseball team. Like I was probably good enough to make it just on merit, but, uh, my friend and I were both like, we were specifically, it was specifically commented on by our coach that like, he was very impressed by how well we just showed up and did stuff without complaining. You know? Yeah. And that, and that's like, you know, a, I like to be around people who appreciate that. Uh, and I'm someone who also appreciates it. So I I think that it's a mix of things, but it's, I think band and baseball were the two biggest things. And then going to college, I would get, I'd always show up to classes early because I'd like to just chill out. You know, I don't like showing up right when things are starting. Uh, and I don't know. Eventually that turned into things like dealing with procrastination and stuff like that. Uh, but I think that's entirely separate. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other box of worms there. Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say... 
things like band and baseball were the biggest thing just wanting to be on time for whatever it was because Mm -hmm. if i'm on time then i feel i i think ultimately if i was on time i felt like i was more in charge of the situation yeah it gave you the time to kind of mentally prepare and feel like you were maybe ahead of those who were rushing in at the last minute exactly i mean literally if you were there first then in many cases no matter your age you are in some regards you have a great advantage in that situation yeah you know and i think that i just probably liked that it it reduced the stress and made things a lot easier and that continues to this day Mm-hmm. so yeah be on time folks do it for reals, listen to Mark. <laughs>